Whether you are a young teacher with an itch to teach overseas or a seasoned international teaching veteran, get out your pen and paper and be ready to take notes on what a solid cover letter looks like. In the second of a two-part series of episodes, we're fortunate to listen to international teacher consultant Jacqueline Millay live as she works with her client, Hannah Orman, to prepare Hannah's cover letter to launch her career as an international educator. Hannah stepped right up to volunteer for this recording, demonstrating her bravery and flexibility. Veterans know these are two crucial character strengths to being an international educator. It is a hyper-competitive recruiting world, so tune in and gain an edge by listening to this consultancy session. Learn how a strong cover letter contains a great many components. Now let's jump right into Jacqueline's review of Hannah's cover letter. This bonus episode was recorded on January 18th, 2023. And welcome to Educators Going Global. One of our uh, first questions that we like to ask is, where are you in the world? Hey, well, thank you so much for having me. My name's Hannah, and I am a graduate student at the University of Georgia. So I'm currently living in Athens, Georgia, and doing my classes there. Very cool. That is so cool. And we have someone else here with us. We have a consultant in the house, Jacqueline Malay. Hey, Jacqueline. Hello. So I'm going to kick us off with a going global story related to cover letter writing from back in the day. I was applying to two different schools, which I won't name, but the directors of the schools, because uh, as Jacqueline will recommend later, I always address my cover letters to the head of the school. Their names were very, very close, like Robinson and Robertson. And I was using a template because, as Jacqueline would agree, it's really, really a challenge and just not likely that you would create from scratch a new cover letter every time you apply to a different school. And I wrote my cover letter and then I changed things from, you know, left the template and changed some things. And unfortunately, although I changed the name of the person that it was addressed to in terms of the destination address and, you know, the header part, I did not change the salutation. So it still said Robinson when it should have said Robertson. And I sent off my two cover letters in different directions and Not long afterward, I got an email back from Dr. Robinson, who said, I think you intended to send this to my colleague over in this other country, Mr. Robertson. And I can tell you, I was so mortified. And I wrote back right away and said, I'm so sorry. I had used a template and I was, you know, creating my cover letter based on that. And I missed the name when I was proofreading my 
cover letter. So I'm just saying, cautionary tale, read, reread, proofread, edit, get someone else to look at it as well, because fresh eyes might have caught that error. But be very, very careful because an error like that is going to put you directly in the no pile, no questions asked. So that's my going global story. Oh my, that is a cautionary tale. So we're going to do a very different show today, and I think it's going to be a great help to folks who are thinking about hiring a consultant, a coach. Our guiding question is, what is a consultancy session for an international teaching candidate? Yeah, so the format is going to be, Jacqueline is going to go through Hannah's cover letter, which she's already received and had a chance to look at. She's going to spin her magic with Hannah along for the ride, and Hannah is going to be able to ask questions as they go along. And then after that, then we'll check in with Hannah to see how it went, and David and I are going to perhaps comment a little bit on specific things that we noticed that we thought were interesting about the consultation. So Jacqueline, over to you. All right. So Hannah, normally I would share my screen, but I've already shared the documents with you. So if you don't mind, if you can open up your cover letter. Okay. So I call this a cover letter template for a reason. The reality is we don't have enough time in the day to create a cover letter for every single job we want to apply to that is 100% unique. So I create a template for my clients that is still personal to who you are as a teacher, but all you're doing is tweaking some of the the details for each job you apply to. And then you might've noticed there's an entire paragraph that is yellow. That is the personal paragraph to the school and the job that you're applying for. Okay. Because you're not really going to restate who you are and what experience you have in a new and unique fashion every time you write a cover letter. So let's take a look at what are some of the poignant parts of the cover letter you want to make sure you always have. So the date will obviously change. The person that you're applying to, I recommend that you always use the head of school's name, even if this might be going and somebody might be reading it from the HR department or a principal or an assistant principal might read it. You always go with the head of school's name because well, they're kind of the top dog and anyone else reading it will understand why you've addressed it to them. But if you address it to an assistant principal and then a head of school is reading it, they're like, well, why is my name not there? So (laughs) that's why I recommend the head of school. And then I do a quick little search in Google and LinkedIn to see if they're a doctor, because if they've worked hard to, you know, get that title, you don't want to insult them by saying, dear Mr. Smith, and you find out later that they have a PhD. So I always do a little Google search or I look at the school website or LinkedIn and see Have they got an EdD or have they got a PhD and then use Dr. Smith? So I like to state what source I saw the job ad. So it might be something like on your school website or test website or Teacher Horizons or one of the recruiting companies. You know, it was great interest. I saw this ad and that you're looking for, and I have that in bold, is the grade three teacher. 
So when they get your CV and cover letter, they see exactly what you're applying for. They're like, oh, this is the grade three teacher pile. Boom. And then, you know, you're just explaining to them when the position starts. So they might say something in the job ad, you know, starting in the summer. So you would just say summer 2023. If they say July 1st, you just say July 2023 and so on. And then this next sentence is quite standard for my clients. In your case, because experience isn't one of the parts, but your education and your background is unique to you. And then I talk about your professional and volunteer experience being a part of your candidacy. So in the second paragraph, I like to ask my clients to talk about work visa issues. Again, because you're working overseas, we want to eliminate any doubt to the HR department or the head of school. Can they hire you and can you work legally in their country? So I put, you're an American citizen, you have a state of Georgia teaching certificate, and you will have soon to be completed master's in elementary education. So you put what citizenship you are, what teaching certificate you have, and what degree, sort of the highest degree that you have. It's not necessary to go on to a bachelor's unless it's in something completely different, which could add to your candidacy. So somebody might have a master's in secondary education and a bachelor in history. So that would speak to, you know, why they're a social studies teacher. And then I like to have my clients talk about the years of experience. So again, they want to see who you are, can they hire you, and how much experience do you have? So I added your substitute and student teaching experience as a whole because it's weightier that way. So you have over three years of substitute and student teaching. If they want to know the nitty gritty, that's when they go and take a look at your CV. And then we talk about the wide range of grades that you've had, you know, kindergarten, grade three and grade five. This is the wide range of elementary. So that's why we've written it that way. And then where it was, USA and in Greece. So that will pick up like, oh, she's been overseas. She's already knows a little bit about international teaching. And then talking about how you went with this program, the Consortium of Overseas Student Teaching Program. And that experience opened your eyes to... I hesitated with this word, Hannah, exciting world of international schools. Do you think that word exciting is okay? Or do you think, does it sound a little bit like you're going to be a backpacker? I wasn't sure. I hesitated with that word. Yes, I see what you mean with that word. Because I was thinking rewarding, but then I thought that could be financial, like they could read into that financially. So this experience opened my eyes to the, so I'm going to highlight it in orange And you can have a thought about that because I was hesitant. I don't want them to think you're just in it for travel. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe something like professionally rewarding world, something like that would speak to, I'm going to be a professional teacher overseas. So something like that. Great. And then the next paragraph. So we've gone from, you know, what citizenship, teaching certificate, what education and what experience you have. And now we want to talk about who you are as a teacher. And sometimes I reverse these paragraphs. I put the paragraph that has to do with the school, that yellow paragraph that's going to be 
changed for every job you uh, apply for it. I usually put that right after, but I found with your cover letter, it flowed better to talk about who you are as a teacher first. So I spoke to the fact that because of your experience over Greece and uh, various experience in schools in the States, that you're adaptable. I think that's an important word to highlight, you know, that you're adaptable to curriculum, to frameworks, to school systems, and they will get the feeling that, oh, okay, she has experience with different places and different schools and is flexible. And then I also like to highlight that every teacher is good with technology. I presume you are. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then So I think it's always important to highlight that, especially if you're dealing with heads of school that haven't been in the classroom recently, they might not be fully aware of all the technology that a teacher uses, or they are, and they're looking for that in your cover letter. So I put in here Google Apps and Seesaw, it's orange, that means I would update that for what you particularly are using, or what you have used as tools to engage students. So some people say uh, Microsoft Office, some people say iPads and uh, whiteboards, you know, interactive whiteboards. So whatever your tools that you are comfortable with, that's what I would put in there. Okay. This next sentence is just talking about creating a close-knit classroom, Working with, you want to highlight the fact that you work with your children, the parents, you know, communicating with the teachers to develop and improve your students' learning. And then forming strong relationships. You mentioned that in your cover letter that I saw, and we put that in your CV as well, that that's important. And I think also this day and age, we're talking about creating a safe and inclusive learning environment is also important. So I don't think these are out of the norm for you, correct? You're correct. And then I took some of this from your cover letter that you develop engaging lessons, you create transdisciplinary. Now I use the word project-centered content. Again, some of these are keywords that project-based learning or project-centered or student-centered content. I actually might just put that as sort of a, a slash and let you think about how uh, I'm going to highlight it in orange to have you take a look at where you are as a teacher. Is it a student-centered? Is it project-centered? And make it more personal for you. Okay. Now, you did talk about uh, the unique needs of your learners, so I put that in there. And then also, I noticed right away that you had a lot of opportunities and a lot of experience with mentoring and tutoring young students. And then we talked about math, science. I would add social studies. Is that right? Yes social studies, and reading to help them improve their skills in those areas. So that paragraph kind of summarizes who you are as a teacher. They get to know you better with what your areas of expertise are and what's important to you. A little bit like a philosophy of education. And then this paragraph is going to be specific to the job. And I would use words directly from the job ad or the job description, depending on if they have one, you know, they might say needs and wants. So they need somebody with this, this, and this, and then you will use some of that in this paragraph. And then what attracts you to this school in particular? So when you're going through their website, you might say something like, well, what strikes me most about your school, your elementary school is, 
you know, and it might be something like the mission, the vision, the special events they have, some, you know, uh, keywords that you've picked up on from their website that you can use here in the cover letter to first of all, personalize it, but then to also explain why you'd be interested in working there. Great. And then I throw in this sentence because I think it's kind of nice to explain that you understand it's not just a job. You're actually also there to learn more about the culture. So I put something like also having heard from friends and colleagues about the wonders, you know, this I'm going to highlight in orange because you might not use that in some cases, in some some countries' cases. But, you know, having heard about X, so X being the country, so if we can imagine you taking off and going to Thailand. So also having heard from colleagues, friends and colleagues about the wonders of Thailand, I would embrace the chance to discover and explore Thai culture. So the X in this case would be the country and an adjective, like the nationality, so Thai or Finland, Finnish culture, or Sweden, Swedish. So, you know, that kind of thing. Because that's also part of the joy of being an international teacher is you get to learn about the local culture in that international school. And then the final paragraph is asking, requesting, well, first of all, thanking them for their time for reading through your candidacy, but also requesting an interview, but in a very subtle way. So over the years, I've sort of tweaked this and I thought that using words like welcome the opportunity to further discuss sounds very soft as opposed to saying, I really want to talk to you. (laughs) Not that that's what you would written, but I've seen the whole gamut in candidates where they'll say something like, uh, you know, I look forward to talking to you. Well, that's like assuming a lot. So I would welcome the opportunity to further discuss is a lot softer way of asking for an interview. And then the school name you put in there and then that sort of personalizes it. At your earliest convenience, I've just started adding that, but I'm not sold on it. So if you feel like that is a little strong, feel free to eliminate it. I just recently started playing around with that. Okay. And then you always want to thank them for taking the time to read this and then look forward to hearing from you. So You had uh, respectfully yours instead of sincerely, and that's perfectly fine if you feel more comfortable saying respectfully yours. I use uh, sincerely a little bit, maybe more business-like, but yeah, you can decide there. Okay. And then I always put your email address at the bottom because it's hyperlinked and they could reply right away. Who knows? They might even say, hey, we want to talk to you right now. And that's like the best case scenario. (laughs) So that is what I do with my clients is I go through the CV and cover letter and we talk about the changes that I've made and the adjustments and why. And hopefully for you, hearing the thought process of why I did things and why I made changes. So something I didn't speak to, Hannah, is that in your cover letter, it was very much what I used to do in my cover letter, which was writing out my CV. Like I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. And I used to do that as well. But these days we want to speak to what kind of teacher you are, what are your sort of educational philosophy, your beliefs in education, what are you like in a classroom as opposed to what experience you have, because that they'll look at your CV for. So that's why I changed that quite drastically. But 
that's the cover letter that I'm recommending these days for international teaching positions. Great. Yes, it definitely flows much better than what I had. (laughs) So I'm going to turn this over to Audrey and David at this point. I become the fly on the wall and they'll ask you what you thought of the process. So Hannah, how was this for you? And how are you feeling about your cover letter and CV now that you've gone through the process with Jacqueline? I'm feeling excited. I feel a lot more confident in these documents now, which is exciting thinking about applying places because I definitely felt like my CV and cover letter weren't quite as professional as they could be. And these flow a lot better and they simultaneously seem more professional, but also much more personalized, which is a great combination. So thank you so much, Jacqueline, for how you were able to pull out both of those things at the same time. I don't think I could have done that on my own. And yeah, I'm excited to go in and tweak these things, do my homework, do my edits and have these ready to go. I want to bring in something, Jacqueline, you said in a previous podcast, the whole idea when someone's looking at your CV and cover letter, you want to give them every reason to put it into the yes stack and not the no stack. And your explanation about credentialing that you're putting out in that cover letter, I'm licensed, I'm a U.S. citizen, I have experience in PYP. I just think that's so huge that for someone without much experience that they don't have that bolded smack dab right there at the top of their cover letter. So I really appreciated that advice. Yeah, it's really interesting. The whole issue of work visas is not common at all when Hannah's applying for a job in the state of Georgia. You know, she doesn't have to worry, like, can I legally work in this state? But when you move overseas, that's the immediate thought of the HR departments and the heads of school. Unfortunately, they cannot hire every single nationality. It hasn't come to that yet. There are still certain nationalities because of maybe language barriers or because of education, they're not going to be readily accepted as an American, a Canadian, or many of these quote-unquote Western nationalities. And then the other thing is the trailing spouse or the family. Sometimes schools will not have the ability to educate the children that are coming with the teachers. And so they need to know that as well for the ability to get a work visa. So it's, it's something that is very unique to the international circuit and something that maybe teachers from the States and from Canada that haven't worked overseas, they haven't thought of that part yet. All right. So Jacqueline, could you just uh, please remind our listeners how they can follow you or reach out to you if they're interested in learning more about your consultancy, if they're preparing to recruit for overseas teaching positions and would like your guidance? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be really happy to talk with anyone who's presently a teacher or as in Hannah's position, just finishing up their degree and looking to move overseas and wants help and advice. They can go to my website. It's jpmintconsulting.com. JPMint, because my initials are JPM and INT for international and consulting. And on that website, you'll find the services I offer. You will also find a wealth of knowledge in blog articles 
and tips. These tips are very short uh, little articles on what to specifically do on your CV, your cover letter, or how to find a job. And I've been posting them about once a week or once every couple of weeks. So there's, I think we're up to like 24 job search tips. So that's why Hannah, I was suggesting take a couple Saturdays, you know, peruse the wealth of knowledge that's there. And when you have questions, I'm just an email away. Well, this is where I get to say also consider looking at the Educators Going Global website because we have quite a few resources on there as well. We have a couple of more podcasts with Jacqueline on. We have one with Greg Lemoyne who's talked about Finding the Right Fit, which is a helpful book as you go through the recruiting process. So also consider going to our website. Oh, we also have a lot of the recruitment agencies listed and things like that. So there are other things too. So I would say do both. Ladies, thank you both so much, Jacqueline, for your always informative expertise, your willingness to to reach out and help people. You're very thorough. You're very knowledgeable. It's fabulous to have you on. And Hannah, for your courage in coming on as a brand new teacher and an aspiring international teacher. Thank you so much for your willingness to take this journey with us and to put yourself out there. I think you are going to have a long and wonderful international teaching career. So thank you both. First, Hannah, you are so incredible to open yourself up to this session and the recording of it. And now that we'll share it out with our followers Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. And as always, Jacqueline, you're such a pro. We keep learning all the time from you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And Hannah, it was a pleasure to work with you. And I also look forward to our continued working relationship and getting you that job. If that's what you want to do this summer, let's, you know, let's look into that and let's work together. Great. Yes. Well, thank you all for working with me. It's exciting to have found a community of international educators. I think a couple months ago, I was like, I want to do this thing, but I don't know anybody uh-huh. who's done this before. So thank you for helping me and welcoming me into this. You are most welcome. Thank you for joining us today on Educators Going Global. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other usual suspects. Please subscribe, like us, and leave a review on Apple and Spotify, and let your teaching friends know about us so we can grow our community. Please reach out at educatorsgoingglobal at gmail.com and join our Facebook group, Educators Going Global, If you have ideas, comments, or wish to share a going global story of your own. You can also find us on Instagram at Educators Going Global. Please visit our website as well, www.educatorsgoingglobal.com. All our podcast episodes are on there by topic, along with blog posts, going global stories, and our ever-growing resource library. For now, this is Audrey. And David. Inviting you to travel, teach, and connect with us.